We're diving into a two-part series that really focuses on wisdom for a younger you. And what better name than to call it Back to the Future? We got two parts, but I think we need three because there's three movies. <laughs> but regardless, I'm Marty. Wait, if you're Marty, what does that make me? You're Doc. You got the hair. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So I want the car. Well, I mean, Doc's get the, Doc gets the car too, but Marty gets to fly the car. Drive the car, whatever you want to call that. Doc may be crazy, but without Doc, you have nothing. So. But have you seen Marty's shoes? That's true. He, he still definitely had a, wins. He still got to ride on a hoverboard. Doc has the cool, like, plasticky tie in the second one. Either way, this is probably irrelevant, but back to the future. Wisdom for a Younger You, part one. This is Marketing Breakthrough. Whether you've been at it for years in your job, you own your own company. You're crushing the side hustle. Or you're just getting started. Outside perspective is crucial. I'm Jay. And I'm India. And it's time for a breakthrough experience in your marketing journey. Let's get to it. Looking back over the last 10 years, everyone has little thoughts and things that they wish that they could have told themselves 10 years ago. They think, oh man, if only I knew this, or if only I had thought of this. And so that sparked our conversation today about wisdom for a younger you. Now, so, I have to actually ask because the majority of the time we have conversations like this or we say, oh, I wish I knew or I wish I would have known. I wish I would have been told that. But were you actually wise enough to have listened to you? I wonder that every time, every time this conversation comes up, like I, I don't know that I would have been wisdomous enough to take that on. It's one of my favorite phrases from Joey. It is pretty great. It's pretty great. But I, no, I wonder that. I have that question a lot of like, would you actually be wise enough? So, okay. So, sorry. Let's dive into it because I'm, but I, I try to keep that in mind. Like, would I have actually been smart enough to listen to this sage wisdom? <laughs> so, Jay, you're going to start us off. What's one thing, the first thing that you would have told yourself 10 years ago? Something I wish I would have known is, or been told, is to get started now. That's probably advice that I would give myself and I would, I would communicate and try to get myself moving quicker on certain things. So whether it was, you know, experimenting with, with cameras and uh, photography, videography, or even diving into um, having conversations along the lines of, oh, this might be fun to do, or this might be fun to try of just, no, just try it. Just get started. Just do something. Yeah. Back then we definitely felt like there was this, this pressure that you had to, you couldn't learn something unless you had a degree or you went to a school type environment in order to learn that, how to do that thing and then create, turn it into a profession. But if I look back on it, I just wish I would have started moving in some direction, some form or fashion. And, and I think I did to some degree. Mm -hmm. I, I pursued different things and I tried different things out and I never really was afraid to fail. And so I was willing to start things. But to some extent, there's, there's things that I looked at and I thought, well, I don't want to do that because it's going to take me X number of years to accomplish that. And hmm. And I looked ahead too far into the future, and then I was thinking, oh, well, no, by then I'll be tired of this, or I won't want to do this, or I'll be this age, and I wish I would have done it 
you know, sooner. So I, but I think at that point, looking back to 2012 is just going, no, I wish that I would have just started, just experimented, just played around with different things. 2012 was the year I turned 21. I was still pretty much a child, still trying to figure out who I was. I definitely felt like I was a teenager, even though I was in an adult's body and I was expected to make all of these adult decisions. And something I really wish that I had told myself back then was stop changing yourself for other people. And that was, I mean, I don't know if I really understood what that statement was back then either. I don't know that I would have been wise enough to absorb what that means, but now I can look back on it and I can say with confidence, like I, I was so caught up in trying to change myself so that other people would like me more, respect me more, trust me more, all these different things. When really, if I had just said, nope, my hair is going to be a crazy mess. I talk loud and sometimes like a teenager, I'm a goofy mess and I love it and that's okay. And I mean, and those are just my personality traits, let alone the the skills and strengths and giftings that I have. And if I had lived in that confidence and been proud of those things back then, I believe that it would have allowed me to be a lot wiser or further in life today. However, I think at that age, you are still trying to figure things out to such a, a level, such an extent that you're looking for people to give you course correction along the way. And maybe maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, you know, rooted in insecurity or rooted in confidence is not really the conversation here, but like we're looking for course correction and we're looking for advice and wisdom on which way we should go and what we should do and how we should adjust things. And, and so I think that, that sometimes we can, we can let those things become too negative and, and they, they overtake us. And at the same time, I think sometimes we can, you know, be too confident in ourselves and we don't listen to them. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the proper thing to do in that is, um, is some of what you did of just allowing that to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hear that. I'm going to grow from that. Um, but I'm still going to be okay with who I am and ultimately not letting people manipulate mm-hmm. or change who you are. Well, I use definitely your confidence when we first met that attracted me to you is you, you knew who you were. You were confident in who you were. You weren't going to like change yourself for anyone. Like, you were kind of like, you weren't obnoxious. I mean, I guess this person I'm describing sounds like a kind of a jerk, but you were you definitely tell me I'm obnoxious all the time. Oh, well, I mean, you are, but that's right. different. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you were, it, it's one of the reasons why I married you. Um, it keeps things exciting. No, I, I loved that you were confident in who you were enough to when someone ever, if people had made comments about you or had said something that was just wrong or, you know, people are dumb. I, if they said that to me, I would internalize it and I would feel that I needed to change myself somehow, but you would just like shrug it off. Like whatever, it's more about them than it is about me. Some, they must be having a bad day or whatever. And I I was jealous of that. I loved that you were able to do that, to just let it go and not care so much. Actually a story on that, that I don't think I haven't told them on the podcast is it was actually 2012. Um, when the year that the world was supposed to end, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was 2012, and I was working for somebody, 
And we had, at the time, we had our team meetings at Starbucks in, uh, I think it was like Wednesday mornings or something, Thursday mornings. And then we would meet up at the Starbucks kind of in the middle of all the jobs we were working. And then from there, the team members would split up and go in, in different directions. And so it was usually 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. that we would meet. And so we left on a Wednesday and the boss said, okay, next week's team meeting is at seven o'clock. And, um, or I said, it's at six o'clock, whatever it was, we'll say six. And so then we went through the week and then we got to the next Tuesday and he was in where we were all working at and he was walking out the door and he said, all right, tomorrow I'll see you at 7am. And right before he walked out the door, I said, Hey, just a minute. Last week you said six, is it six or seven? And his response was, Oh yeah. Uh, no, let's go seven. And I said, okay, cool. And I was trying to get clarification. Right. And then about a month later, I had an employee review and that was the example that he used for why I was insubordinate. (laughs) I remember that. And ever since then, it's like, it's potentially it's one of my favorite stories. Like Jay, you are so insubordinate. Like, and I even, I even had like this, this checkup moment of, was I disrespectful? Like, what did I say? What did I do? Was I, was I being rude? Like I, and I, it wasn't, I was like, Hey, real quick. You said, and then his response was, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, let's do this time instead. And, and I thought, man, like, it's just, it's just bad, right? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, when you talk about stop changing yourself for others, like, it, had I been less confident, I think it would have been really easy for me to be like, all right, I'm not going to ask questions. But I'm never going to not ask that question for clarification because I think that everyone could benefit either... I don't want to be an hour late. I'm not hugely disappointed if I'm an hour early. I don't really want to be an hour early if I, you know, maybe could have slept in or whatever, but like, or got a little bit of like reading or journaling done in the morning or whatever. Like it's a different conversation, but I really don't want to be an hour late. And so that's what I'm mostly concerned about. So I'm never not going to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I thought about, as I had mentioned, getting started now that I would probably tell myself is it doesn't have to be perfect. And I say that because getting started now and things having to be perfect for me, they kind of go hand in hand. They Mm. work so closely together. They're so interwoven and I can man, I can, I can just pause and I can wait and I can get frozen in a project because it's not perfect. And when I put something out there, I want it to be 100% mm-hmm. dialed and complete. I feel like that applies to so many people. And we, I mean, I feel like we all do that to some extent, but especially in a artistic mindset of feeling like, well, it's not done yet. It's not ready yet. And because it's a level of vulnerability to put yourself out there like that, it's really hard. Yeah. And in marketing, I think it's a huge challenge. I think we probably Mm -hmm. all struggle with it to some degree is, man, let's put it out there. Let's put this out to the world and let's, let's make sure that it's perfect because, and really the concern for that is, is insecurity 
And well, for some people, I'll speak for myself at least, it's insecurity because I don't want it to be ridiculed or be down. But the reality is some of the best work still gets ridiculed. And so mm-hmm. people still have their way with, you know, I mean, badgering on the internet, heckling and tearing down and tearing apart, even for some of the best work. And then you hear things like, oh, well, mock- mockery is this sincerest form of flattery or those different things. So a a parody gets made of a song and it's because people like it because it's catchy enough to make a parody for. But I can get so caught up in make sure that it's perfect. And the reality is the perfect quote unquote perfect vision that I have for it, whether it's accurate or not, it may not actually be what people need. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of marketing or getting your business started, you may be kind of frozen in this space of, well, it's not there yet. Like what what I need to create is I need this and this and this. And I guess I'll use real world examples of I need to have a social media presence built up and a bit of it out there for the world to see for when I launch the company. I need, you know, Instagram and Facebook and and then I need to have my LinkedIn profile and then I need to have my I need to have a brand story video and I need to have um e-commerce set up on my website and I need to have well the challenge there is you don't even have a history of who your ideal client is, who your mm-hmm. ideal customer is. Are they in need of those things? Are they begging for those things? And so maybe you just start to put it out there and you go, "Ah, let's forget social media. And then you start to find out that, oh, our client doesn't care or our client is actually asking us for social media. So yeah, we need to do this. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. If you think about why people pick or judge or make comments about different art or designs or styles or systems or businesses. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but truly that phrase applies. I mean, everyone has an opinion about something. Not everyone will be happy with what you put out there. The key is to find the people who do and to ignore the ones that don't and to just keep going because you're only trying to sell to the people who believe what you believe. I mean, Simon Sinek, that's his amazing quote. I love it so much, but it's so true. If you sell to the people who believe what you believe, then just continuously focus on those ones because that's where you're going to have your greatest success. Absolutely. India, what's something else that you wish you would have known 10 years ago? Ooh, um, something that I really, really wish that I had known back then was that not, not everything is forever. And I don't want to say like nothing is forever because I don't, I don't mean it like that. But when I say not everything is forever, I'm specifically thinking about, jobs or a profession or the way that I was working on a project at the time is you you're a kid and you've got stars in your eyes and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life and so you're thinking okay I'm going to choose this as my career and it's going to be this way for the next 40 years until I retire and then I die which that that's hard for me that I I get that doesn't speak to who I am as a person anyway. So for me to have thought that that's what I needed to choose at the time was just sad. Um, But the reality is, is for me, I get bored. I have to be willing to change and fluctuate and take on new challenges and new experiences every few years. 
I mean, you know this about me is every time we get a house and we finish it up and we make it all pretty, then I'm like, okay, let's sell it. I want to, I want the next project. I get bored. Which is why we've been in our house for five and a half years. It's at almost perfect. It's like 90%. Mm -hmm. And then we rented it out. Yeah. And (laughs) we took off in a trailer. I was just, I was ready to get out and try something different. And so if you think about not everything is forever, I mean, back then I, I was choosing a job and I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do, or I'm going to work for this nonprofit for the rest of my life, or I'm going to work in this field forever. And did I ever expect back then that I was going to land in marketing specifically? No, I didn't think that that was going to be what would happen. I definitely thought that the direction I was going to go in would be more like the nonprofit sector. That's, that's where I thought my heart was going. And so when the opportunities presented themselves and suddenly I was working for a software company and I was in this marketing field, I thought, whoa, this is different, but it's not that different. I love this. I I want more of this. And even now, do I think that I'm going to be in marketing forever? Well, I can't say I will because I've learned this lesson already. I've gotten to this point of acknowledging that I'm going to be in this world for a season because of who I am. And and I'm ready to take on new experiences as they come. But I just wish that I had been more open to change and the fluctuation and different opportunities. And that way I didn't stand there frozen, like how you were experiencing with wanting to get started is I didn't want to stand there frozen and wait and worry. And I wish I had just been like, okay, yes, let's do this. I'm ready. That's good. Not everything is forever. And I think it's, I mean, it's quite fitting that, you know, it's around the same era, 2012 being the same era that Justin Bieber came out with Never Say Never. So I oh think, my goodness. you know, there's a good tie in there. <laughs> really good. If we go back 10 years um, and, uh, you know, just remembering not everything is a commitment for life and, um, you know, being able to work different jobs. I think that's important or being able to try things even within your marketing of going, Hey, this didn't work. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that the last few weeks of like being okay with things that fail, things that don't work, things that aren't you. And, you know, I think that there's a a good, a fair shake that you can give to different things, but I don't think that you have to commit to everything forever. Mm -hmm. Another thought that I had for myself was little by little. And this kind of, I mean, it plays into both the things that I've mentioned, both getting started now and um, being okay with things not being perfect, but little by little, just take incremental steps in the direction. And I've always had goals and vision for my life or for my business or for any job that I was in, any role that I was in of looking ahead and wanting to create something and seeing where it was at. And at the same time, I have always been friends and had a lot of relationships with people that are older than me and people that have achieved more Mm -hmm. or obtained more or whatever the case may be. And so I was always looking ahead and, and sometimes I started to get overwhelmed and bogged down by the idea of, it's just never going to happen for me. Like I'm not here. So I really, my next step can't be one step. It needs to be a leap. Mm. And I like that. 
it's hard to get caught up in that because if you're looking at everything as a leap, nothing is attainable. Mm-hmm. You can't get there. It's so much harder. So much. It's overwhelming. It's daunting. It's frustrating. It's discouraging. I mean, there's not really a lot of encouragement that is going to come from looking at things as a leap instead of looking at things as a step. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example to share? Probably photography would be one of the easiest things to talk about. And if you're getting into photography, I've told people before, you basically have to be willing to take and ready to take roughly a million photos and have one of them be good. And they're all (laughs) going to be terrible. Um, It is discouraging. So if you are looking at some of the best photographers in the world, um, and you're looking ahead at what you want to do and what you want to accomplish, it's going to be a daunting task with all of the things that you have to learn. If you are looking ahead to the things that you should know about photography or videography, um, you're going to get bogged down in the things you don't know. Mm -hmm. And instead, when it comes to photography, literally just go out and take photos. Start taking pictures. Well, we talk about this a little bit in our Learn Something New episode that we just did. It's a few episodes back. But it was it's amazing because when you put yourself out there, because it is daunting, because that leap, I mean, you add in all the insecurities and the vulnerability of having to try something new and, and how hard that can be, how challenging it is. And if you force yourself and take that step, I like that. I'm envisioning like a baby step instead of a big jump. And recognizing that it's going to take those baby steps to get to that point and to stop pressuring yourself to take the big leap and to be ready for that leap because that's just never going to happen. It's just going to be really stressful. And then you feel like a failure when you're not able to meet, meet that goal. Absolutely. I've known people that have gotten the idea of getting into photography and they're, they're saying, oh man, I want to become a photographer. I want to do this. And they'll go out and take photos and then they'll take, we'll call it three batches of photos. Like they'll go out and take pictures three different times and they come back and they say, oh man, none of these are as good as so-and-so. And you're right. They're not, but you've also been doing it for, you know, one, one thousandth of the time that they have. You've gone out three different days and you don't even understand how the camera works yet. Or people that have said, I can't take a take as good of photos as you. And I've had conversations like this with people. And I've said, but to be fair, I wouldn't expect you to. Mm-hmm. If you don't fully understand the way that the camera is working, it's nearly going to be impossible for you to take photos. And to be fair, there's photographers that take photos far better than I do. But there are still photographers that are better known than me, and I still prefer my photos over theirs. And it's just a matter of finding what you like, being okay with what you like, what you do, how you do it, and taking those little steps, little by little, making progress. I'm getting better. When it comes to we're staying on the camera example, okay, now I understand what F-stop is. 
that is an accomplishment in itself. Okay, now I understand what shutter speed does. Now I understand what ISO does. Okay, now I understand what all three of them do together. And taking those little steps will help immensely. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have been able to just take little steps and not have to uh, basically be the best immediately. I don't know that I was ever the best at anything, um, which is probably because I got bogged down by it. But like wanting to achieve that level of success immediately, it's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. It's true. Well, piggybacking off of what you were saying about learning something new and really taking that, that small step, it speaks to something that I really wish I had known back when I was 21 would be to read more. I definitely was the obnoxious kid in high school who got away with using spark notes, reading the beginning of a book and never finishing it and doing well in class and just kind of skating through and, and not making a ton of effort. And that, I mean, in college that definitely, it, it bit me (laughs) and I learned my lesson the hard way there. Uh, but it was, it was a really challenging time as I, as I was growing up then as a 21 year old and seeing that I, I didn't really care to read. I didn't care for a lot of ongoing development in myself. And mostly because it, it felt like a lot of work and it was easier to just be okay with, with who I was, or at least to not try to not push myself into anything more. And now looking back, I'm like, man, I could have learned so much more by choosing to read. Even if it was like four books a year, even if it was one book a year, I could have learned to really just make effort to develop myself and to grow in certain areas. Had I just had someone or even, ah, I just wish that someone had said, Hey, read this. It will change your life. Trust me. And I I don't think it was until I was like maybe 23 or 24 that I even started picking up a book. And I remember it was silly, this example that I'm going to use, but I was at the time I was working for an early education center. It was one of those in between jobs. uh, And I, I just, I needed something. And so I was not good at this job at all. And I I was dealing with nap time and I was trying to keep myself busy. And my friends had picked up the Hunger Games novels and the movie was about to come out. So I thought, okay, I'll read it. I'll, I'll try it out. So I read it and I got instantly hooked. And it was so much fun reading these young adult novels. And I never remembered ever being so glued to a story like that. It was, it was really exciting for me. And it was then that I realized that even as a kid, I didn't really plug in to books. I, I loved watching movies. I love stories so much. I love storytelling, but I just never had books particularly encouraged or pushed on me other than having to read a history book for my history class or, you know, certain things here and there, but it, nothing else was really just as exciting as that moment. And it's kind of magical if you think about it, that, that moment where you're like, man, I love this. I want to do this again. I want to read more. And it started with that. And then it continued on years later is working for the, the nonprofit. And we were encouraged to read a certain number of books in a year. And I discovered that I could speed read and I could absorb 
tons of information and I could really challenge myself there and finding, okay, these are the things I'm going to take from this book. This is what I'm going to apply. And it became a little system in my brain of how I could absorb all of this and, and learn and, and push myself to grow. And at that time, I definitely, I committed to too many books in that year. And so it was, it was really hard to make all those changes and it was easy to slip into feeling like I wasn't pushing myself enough or I wasn't doing a good enough job with it. But what I learned from that time was the importance of developing yourself so that you can develop other people. And I wish that I had learned that at a younger age because I love, love developing other people. All of my soul thrives on the opportunity to share my mistakes or to share encouragement or to relate with someone. And I, I want to help build them up. I want to pour encouragement into them. I want them to feel refreshed and strengthened from a conversation with me. And how am I going to do that if I'm not taking time to develop myself? I think reading is critical for the same reason that you are listening to this podcast. And that is outside perspective is so important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we undervalue how important it truly is. And in the same way, I, I stopped reading for a long time after high school and I didn't read as much as I should have. And that, I mean, it, it causes problems just because, you know, you either your your reading speed slows down or because you're missing out on opportunities to hear different things. Or like me, you think you know everything already. <laughs> you don't? Nope. <laughs> Whoa. Life changed. <laughs> but we need people. We need people that have done what we want to do. People that have outside perspective people that have a different perspective to be able to invest and impart their wisdom mm -hmm. for us. And reading is just such a great way to do that or such a great way to get stories and get examples and get insights and really just understanding about things that you don't know as much as you want to know. Well, and for listeners, I just want to point out here that this is an important little segue here is for those of you that have wisdom, that have been through tough life experience, or you have learned the easier way of dealing with things in your life, please share it. Don't be afraid to tell someone. If someone is asking for advice, give it. If, if you have an opportunity to start writing, to share your information, to share your heart, to share what you've learned and how you can help someone else so that they don't have to go through the challenges that you went through. It's important to put that out there. People need that. I needed it so bad. And I, there are times in my life that I wish that, I mean, I remember saying to you, Jay, oh my goodness, I just wish someone had been through this so that we didn't have to figure it out on our own, but that we could just ask them for advice. Yeah, I remember that conversation. I also envisioned based on you, you said that if you've got wisdom just to share it. And so I just envisioned somebody walking up to somebody else on the street and then like at a crosswalk and they're waiting and they're like, let me tell you some wisdom. <laughs> and maybe yeah, don't do that. Maybe not unsolicited. Maybe start a conversation and build a relationship first. But, um, but reading more, if you aren't already reading, reading is a great opportunity for you to gain wisdom 
And if you don't know a person that's able to give that wisdom, then you can find it in a book. It's out there somewhere. And I'm not just talking about self-help books. I mean, I get it. I, I love a good novel, obviously, but I also really love to learn and develop my skill and my strength. If there's an area that I am struggling in, read a book about it. Like it's not that hard for me to do a quick Google search and to find some things, find a tool that's out there that can help develop me in that area. But I also want to acknowledge that there is an importance of if you feel like you are an expert in an area, you're not. And I say that to myself even is that at some point there are things that you don't know within the field of your expertise and your knowledge. Like for example, I love to bake. I love it so much, but I don't know every single thing about baking. Now I am experienced and I know a lot about it, but I could probably learn something new if I just listened to a different baker or if I read a book from a different baker's perspective. There's always more to learn and absorb. And so reading is a great opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, looking back 10 years in the past, what is something that you wish that you would have been able to tell yourself or wish you would have listened to, really, um, and wish you would have heard so that you could be where you are now, maybe a little bit quicker or easier, or it just wouldn't be as challenging. Mm -hmm. And I would actually love to know what those are. So if you would, send those to us in an email at aha at marketingbreakthrough.co. That's A-H-A at marketingbreakthrough.co. Now I want to challenge you as you're listening to this. I want you to think about what are the things that you wish that you had known 10 years ago? Because even for ourselves, as we were making this list and we were figuring out what are these things that we, we wish we had known, or even the things that I wish, Jay, I wish that you had told me back then, or that I should have told you back then, thinking about those things, if you make a list of what you wish you had known back then, learn from it. Look at that list. What can you absorb from that now? Because even as I talk about these things, and no, I didn't know them when I was 21, I still kind of wish that I had paid more attention even in the last few years. There are things that I could choose to acknowledge today. Like I can choose to change myself for somebody else because I'm feeling insecure in that moment, but I can also choose. Nope. I've already learned from this. I'm going to stop changing myself. I'm, I'm who I am and I'm comfortable with that and I'm good. And I think there's probably a good chance that you can use the same things that you wish you would have known 10 years ago. And you could probably apply those in some ways, in some way to the next 10 years. So looking ahead to the future, to 2032, you can look ahead and go, man, if I wish that I would have known that now, or, you know, talking about looking back in hindsight, we say hindsight's 2020. Well, what is it that I can change about the trajectory that I'm on in order to get where I want to go in 10 years more effectively? And so that I'm not looking back going, man, I wish I would have known that, but I'm adjusting for that now mm -hmm. because you're 10 years wiser now than you were 10 years ago. So I believe that there's a better chance at being able to course correct now than there was, you know, 10 years ago. And so you've got that wisdom. Use it. We'll see you next week in part two of Back to the Future.
Wisdom for a Younger You. Marketing Breakthrough is a resource designed to provide tools to implement your next breakthrough idea. To access other resources or to book a coaching one-on-one with India or myself, go to marketingbreakthrough.co.